I'm Aaron Sagers, and this is Talking Strange. Aloha, spooky nerds. Welcome to Talking Strange, paranormal pop culture show with the Den of Geek Network, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. I'm your host, journalist, author, and researcher of weird things, Aaron Sagers, also from 28 Days Haunted on Netflix, and Paranormal Caught on Camera, which is now airing its sixth season on Travel Channel and the Mac streaming service and Discovery+. Plus. So you could probably pick up the fact that I'm recording in a different location. I'm in a hotel room, and I'm quite tired because... I'm at San Diego Comic-Con. Yes, the pop culture Super Bowl. And it's a lot of fun. It's been a couple of years since I've been out here. But I am working hard. I mean, I'm playing hard too. I'm not going to lie. I've been having fun. Checked out the new Haunted Mansion movie. But more about that later. I'm gathering lots of interviews for you guys for upcoming episodes. So one of the things I want to note, and again, I'll talk about this some more later. But I was able to host the San Diego Comic-Con panel for the CBS show Ghosts. Of course... Because of the WGA and SAG after strike, we unfortunately did not have the cast available for the panel. So it was basically a lot of me being a big doofus, which I think I do probably pretty well, uh, naturally. And I was hosting trivia and I was joking with 4,000 fans. But I had a great time. And if you were in the audience, please let me know and say hi. Also, I should know, I really hope the actors whom I support in their cause are able to return to work and return to Comic-Cons soon because it's uh, they're missed on stage. Okay, so at San Diego Comic-Con, I was able to talk about Third Eye, which is a sci-fi supernatural fantasy comedy written and, be- and performed by Felicia Day and directed by actor and comedian Jonah Ray Rodriguez, who more recently you probably know from Mystery Science Theater 3000. Both Felicia Day and Joan Array have been on Talking Strange previously. Anyhow, Talking or Third Eye tells the story of Laurel, who is played by Felicia Day, who is a chosen one wizard, still grappling with the fallout of failing in her destiny a decade earlier in her fight with the ultimate evil villain, Tybus, who is played by Christopher Judge. She ultimately becomes something of a mentor to a younger wizard, but her life is a mess. The show also boasts a big cast, including Sean Astin, Alan Tudyk, Will Wheaton, Lorraine Newman, and THE Neil Gaiman as the narrator. It also stars comedian London Hughes as the fairy Sybil, who is herself just a, a disaster, is a mess, and hilarious. Third Eye will be available exclusively on Audible beginning October 5th, 2023, but it's available for pre-order now. And in the meantime, listeners can hear the entire first chapter of Third Eye during San Diego Comic-Con at audible.com slash third eye. So let's get to it. Here's my... Somewhat chaotic, but very, very fun interview from San Diego Comic-Con with Felicia Day, Jonah Ray Rodriguez, and London Hughes. 
Hey, Denny Geek fans, Aaron Sagers here, and I am at San Diego Comic-Con, joined by the cast and creators of Third Eye, which is a sci-fi supernatural comedy written and performed by Felicia Day, right here on my left, Hello. and directed by actor and comedian Jonah Ray Rodriguez. Uh, hello, sir. Good to see you again. And we're going to talk about wait, wait, this. And, and, also, and, and, sorry. Also I, featuring. You can uh, and, and feature. Queen. I was. London Hughes. <laughs> Who plays uh, Sybil. Cinnabon. Yes, yes. Cinnabon, I yeah. was getting to that. No, you wasn't. No, I have notes. I have notes. It explicitly says, and get to London Hughes <laughs> Sybil after okay. you say lots of nice things okay, about okay, okay, Felicia. Okay, okay, okay. And also starring the vocal performing talents yes. of the excellent yes. London Hughes. Yes, hello. That's who okay. performs as... Sybil. Yes, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Okay. Good. See, thank you. I wouldn't well leave done. you hanging like that. Well oh boy. Yeah. Put all of that yeah. together. Don't edit it. It's perfect the way it is. I yeah. think I think it's going swimmingly so far, <laughs> personally. Uh, okay. So what I was also gonna say is Third Eye is available exclusively. The first chapter during San Diego Comic-Con, and it will be available on October 2023 for all you folks out there. But let's talk about Third Eye. What is it all about? Felicia, talk about this story and sort of the inception of it. Where did it come from? So this is my baby. It was supposed to be my starring television role many, many years ago. It did not make it through Hollywood, but I had the opportunity to work with Audible and make it one of their originals. Um, and I did exactly, probably more of what I ever would have wanted had I done it for television because I did the story exactly the way I wanted to. It's a 10 episode um, television show, essentially in audio. It's epic, it has amazing vocal cast, including, you know, the London London Hughes. As Sybil. Yes. And we have Will Wheaton, who I wrote a part for. Um, we have Sean Astin. We have uh, Lily Pichu. And we also have, oh, the narrator um, is played by Neil Gaiman. So we have a cast of one of my, some of my favorite people uh and also it's just it's it's uh it's my dream project it's about a chosen one who failed so you know <laughs> very much close to my self-loathing heart it's it's such a great setup uh for that reason because we're so used to the chosen chosen one that of course saves the day so the one that doesn't quite pass muster i love it uh jonah how'd you come into picture with this did it involve your guys' work on MST3K, or yeah, we've been friends for a long time, and we we worked on that show. Um, and you know, I've uh, ended up in a spot where I d had to direct Felicia and some stuff, and so she had this project going on, and she asked me to come on, and I was very very excited just because it's like a I've never done any kind of audio sphere stuff, and that was like really exciting to me, and just the ability to kind of uh, you know help. Like there's something very nice about it. it's her project. This is all Felicia's world. This is her thing. Um, and it was like my favorite kind of position to be in is just helping her in any in any way she needed and just facilitate trying to make it as best it could be. And, and he yeah. did. I mean, I think having him, his visual experience, you know, he has directed me on other things and having that visual experience really made this uh, feel a lot more lively and visceral and very cinematic. Like our goal was never to make it feel stilted or um, awkward. We wanted people to be visualizing everything as they listen, whether they're laughing, whether they're, you know, crying, because we do have some really great character arcs. Um, uh, at the core of it is a comedy adventure, and we wanted people to be in it um, in a way that's, uh, you know, pretty unique to the audio format, hopefully. And I, and I <laughs> yeah. think my, 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 probably my greatest contribution as a director, not to toot my own horn, was uh, toot. casting London Hughes. Okay, that's true. Okay, so... 
I basically had cast people I know in all the parts or wrote parts for them, except for Sybil, who was my best friend. And I wrote this character who is my favorite character ever. In fact, early in the development, people were like, Sybil's too interesting. We need to tone her down. And I did for television, and then that didn't work. And thank God I brought it all back because I watched 30 seconds of one of her stand-up. She's an incredible stand-up Very comedian. funny stand-up. Very funny. You, yes. You really, this is the tension <laughs> here. I'm yeah. teasing you. Yeah. This is how I get hate mail, by the way. Yeah. It's a career over. The one 10-minute slot, and it's done. Anyway, Didn't expect it. She's so funny. She brings this character to life in a way that she's a scene stealer in the best possible way and she is like my dream she's my dream thank you well let's yeah let's get into that a little bit more let's first talk about the character of laura and and by the way it all everything you just said it does feel that first chapter it feels like you are watching except listening to a tv show yes um Laurel, in a way, very much connects to your previous work. We have this kind of fantasy element, but she's also quite different. So yeah. how is Laurel more than just a failed chosen one? Um, you know, uh, for, with her character, I wanted to explore something really personal for me. That is like the failed prodigy. And I was a violinist very young. I started playing when I was two. I got a scholarship to college. I also was kind of a prodigy on the internet, if you'll remember. Uh, when I first started out, I was way ahead of everybody. But then you have this sort of um, false sense of needing to be ahead and, and be that prodigy over and over again. And you can never sustain that. And there is actually a prodigy syndrome where people feel they can't get over being successful early in their career and not being able to recapture that over and over again. And I really wanted to uh, embody that in this character. And it worked perfectly with kind of deconstructing this chosen one thing. I know that was a super intellectual explanation. We have no, a lot of fart perfect. jokes. It was you know, no. <laughs> It's a very funny thing. But also, there's uh, I want to put some depth in there, uh, especially like I love fantasy. I love uh, the tropes of all of that. But I wanted to get under it and really ground it in reality in a way we haven't seen. Mm -hmm. And then there's the character of Sybil, played yes. by the inimitable <laughs> yes. London, the, the incomparable, yes, there we go. unmatched right here, right here. London Hughes. Yeah. Uh, if, uh, she is such a great such actor a great and character. And, and, and single. I, I feel like I need to know yes. a little bit more about Sybil, of course. played by the excellent Amazing. London Hughes. Yes. Tell me about Sybil. Well, let me start from the beginning. Um, Sybil's a fairy, and she's a hot mess. <laughs> she's hot mess. wild, she's funny, she's basically me. I didn't have to act to do this role. I don't know if you're aware of this, but Jonah, me and Jonah are stand-ups together. We did a show in the UK, um, and that's how we met. And then one day Jonah hit me up and was like, I've got this show that I'm working on, I'd love you for the character of Sybil. And I read it, and I was just like, it's me. It is her, Literally, it's really her. What, what acting do I have to do? And then I came in, and I met Felicia, and it was just like, perfect. It's so much fun and I honestly didn't realize how much um, Sybil would connect to my own life but yeah she's definitely <laughs> when you listen to it she's definitely me yeah <laughs> it is one to one I don't know in how a way. you wrote me when you didn't know me it's like the perfect casting that is completely coincidental I was like it was the one character we didn't have an archetype for I was like well this is who I need and he was like and I watched I get, again I watched 15 seconds of her stand-up and I was like Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's she's, so fun. She's kind of like a hot mess fae, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She's just like, she's so in love with herself. She's so sure of herself. She's sneaky. She's she's funny. She's yeah. in your face. She's loud. She's She takes no prisoners, but she's also no. a loyal friend. Yeah, and she she's got a deeper story behind, and her backstory is so sweet. And I could really resonate with that, too, because I'm very deep. And uh, she's, she's just such a fun character to and play. she has a love story like and a whole oh, I got oh, to right. date Will Wheaton so me and Will Wheaton are in a relationship we're together 
And we had a lot of scenes that were very. We had to tone. We had to tone it down. Yes. We were like, we want to keep this okay. You know, PG thirteen. It's PG thirteen. Like, yeah. Me and Will, we get steamy. You guys, you guys pushed the boundaries a little bit in yeah. that first yeah. chapter, no, and did. I love it because I didn't know it was going to go in that direction. Yeah. So Felicia, <laughs> you said that this has been your baby for a long time. However, how has the story and the character of Laurel kind of transformed or evolved a little bit since you did become a mom? Is, it, is there a little bit of a maternal nature you to know, Laurel? You know, that's a really good question. Yes, look at you doing yeah. well. Okay. <laughs> I'm impressed by you. Now this is it's, that was a deep question. It started so badly, that and I was, think I'm winning it, London I over. It was started so low. Yeah, the I bar was think, really right. low. Yeah, it, was I low. was below the bar. Yeah, below the I was, bar. I was subterranean. But this is cute. What you just said. Oh, I was going to get so water level now. That Surface, was, okay, yeah. That was beautiful. Okay, yeah, thank you. That was a good question. I appreciate it. Well, thank you, and I would love to answer that. Actually, you know, I wrote this. I wrote the pilot before I had a child, and then I did all of this uh, writing for the rest of the series. Sorry. <clears throat> I did the rest of the series, um, which is almost, I think, eight or nine hours worth of content. You guys are getting it. Um, I wrote it after, and I really found it to be really important to have uh, that mentor relationship. So there's a a girl, Kate, who comes in. She's a teenager, and she's played by Lily Pichu, who is absolutely incredible in this part. She's a hugely popular streamer, but her passion is voiceover, and it shows here. Um, And so that mentor relationship of somebody... Oh, you know, like a teenager and somebody who's been through a lot. That was really important to me because often older women and younger women, like the w- older women have to take a back seat in narrative. You know, the teenager comes in and basically move over all women because the teenager can only actualize themselves because of other women moving out of their way. And I think that's BS, okay? That's just a narrative that we have bought into and it's not true. And I, I think mentorship is really important between women and that's just kind of like a core. And also this relationship, yeah. you know? Like it really is, this is a lifelong relationship that has some issues we work through. But in the end, like we're- Not in real be- life, in the show. Yeah, yeah. In our, in, in real <laughs> life, she doesn't talk good. to me in real life. <laughs> <laughs> There's a restraining order right here. No. You, you follow her Instagram, you'll see that she does a lot of things I don't do, like go out. So <laughs> I tried to get her to go out while we were doing this. Doesn't. And she would never go for drinks afterwards. I'll do brunch. I'll do brunch with okay, you. Okay, you owe me a brunch. Okay, great. You said it now, it's on camera. It's we're on camera. We got this. It's a, it's, it's a con- I've never got a rap party, guys. I'm giving you a rap party later, okay? okay? I'm just saying. You realize that Comic-Con interviews, it's uh, legally binding if you say you're going to do something. There we go. Yeah, Yeah. we have a contract now. That's in blood. I love it. Comic-Con blood. Do you, uh, so obviously this voice cast is just like jam-packed with some great names. You've got, of course, you guys. You've got uh, Sean Astin, Will Wheaton, Alan Tudyk, Lorraine Newman. and And Neil Gaiman as the narrator. You know all these folks. These are great people. They're also very busy people how do you approach these people that are your friends but are also so wrapped up in their own things is there i mean the great thing is yeah i mean you you email them and just uh pray that they will make time for you you know i mean the the thing about it is that with audio it's a little bit less of an obligation like Mm. jonah and i have been working on this well over a year um and six months of that is just post-production because i think when you listen to it you'll understand that this is intricate sound design and like even the sound of Sybil's wings we had to demo we had to create yeah sound out to clamor and mumble like they did so much and audible they did so much work on like doing revisions of what this portal sounds like because we really wanted it to be easy for people to understand what was going on I did my own stunts throughout everything exactly she didn't fly I didn't fly but I I had to sound like I was flying which is very hard what does that sound like (gasps) oh Because I'm in the sky. Yeah. Like right, no. in the ceiling fan. That, so, ah! that was some good flying right Woo! there. Whoa. 
There we go. You're getting all this for the, free, yeah. guys. Like, yeah, this, this is a demo. This yeah. is bonus content yeah. right here. It's great. It's, uh, it's amazing. So basically, uh, I asked my friends and if they'll show up, and they did. I mean, we have great ca- cameos from Weird Al to Har- Harvey yeah. Dan to like, I mean, amazing cameos. So they'll just co- show up, and they said, Troy Baker, like, just yeah. send me some lines, and like, it did it because I was like. This is my baby. I'm, I'm going all out. I'm calling she in all really the favors. Did. I'm so proud of her. Like when she was telling me the story of how long it took to get it to this stage, you know, when people have dreams and are like, I want this to happen. And some people, you know, universe hands you a bad deal and you just give up. She never gave up. And now we're here. And all my dream was, was to come to Comic-Con because I'd never been before. <laughs> oh, this is her first Comic-Con. And this oh, wow. is my first Comic-Con. First my Comic-Con. first time in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And when I walked in day one of doing Third Eye, I was like, babe, we go in Comic-Con. And she looked me in my eye and went, London, we are going to Comic-Con. And here <laughs> we are. So, you know, my you dream made came it happen. true. Yeah. Yes. Did you, have you gotten out? I mean, I know you're going to be quite busy, but have you gone and seen the no, floor? No, I haven't seen anything. Or anything? I haven't oh. seen I've been in these my friend, terrible yeah. looking rooms so far, but <laughs> this is I'm happy. Set. This is probably the best Jeez. one. The this room. is the best one. The set is okay. great. The, the room. This whole know, interview is a roller coaster of emotions, and I just can't handle it. I'm in the Hilton Hotel. I thought it would be in a castle. I didn't think we'd be in the Hilton. A castle? I wouldn't know. I wasn't expecting a castle. You realize. It's San Diego Comic Con, not Las Vegas Comic Con. I like what you did with the place. This is very nice. I will take you to Excalibur one day. Please. <laughs> I, I, I'm looking for nerds. I'm, that's my thing. I think you found. I think I you'll found find it. about 250,000 of them. I'm out excited. There. Uh, <laughs> and I, I'm wrapping up, but Jonah, I am curious, just from the, the directing standpoint, was there any intimidating moment where you're like, okay, I have to now give notes to Neil Gaiman, or I have to work oh. with these people that mm-hmm, I also mm-hmm. really respect their work? And yeah, that was, uh, I mean, like, uh, like, it was really exciting. Sean Austin was like, uh, like such a great, like uh, that was uh, exciting for me. And I had worked a bunch with Weird Al before, so that was, uh, you know, uh, fairly uh, just uh, fun. It was Neil Gaiman is the one that was like <laughs> tricky for me because it's like it's that other thing too, where it's like he knows Felicia, but then but like I'm also there, and like <laughs> it's like oh, hi, I'm Felicia's friend. I'm gonna be telling you what to do. Um, I even with told Felicia, I was like, you guys are closer. Why don't you just? And you're like, no, no, do your job. Yeah, do your job. Uh, yeah, and, do your job. And there was a time where like. I like gave him uh, a note of like you know added a joke to one of his lines and he was just like he was like oh yes that's funny and then did it and nailed it and I was just feeling great and then a few you know uh, minutes goes by I said oh try this line like this and he goes no no that's not funny that's not funny at all and I was just like I was like oh okay yeah and then I just brought back down to baseline and, I think people are going to yeah. be really surprised that Neil is an amazing actor I mean you know he's he you're used to him as a narrator but he's playing a character here and he get as the, as the episodes go on he gets snarkier yeah. and, and a lot of that was him adding that personality to it and like it's really funny it's where we layered, went with him like, where he yeah. has like a thing where it's like he's a guy that's also a little upset that he has to keep reading the story but he's also <laughs> bit, yeah. invested in the story and wants to get yeah. to the end and like wants to like find out what happens. It's a, it's a really weird. He's very self de- so deprecating. Some of yeah. it feels yeah. like it's just stream of consciousness. Some of it was on the page. Some he added. It was yeah. really amazing. It, it really actually feels like a Good Omens, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy oh, level of narrator. Yeah. Very so, much that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, final question: Since there is a lot of magic and sorcery and whatnot involved in Third Eye. If you were able to conduct a mundane spell, everyday life spell, what might it be for? Oh, we London, take this off. Okay. I want to know 
as soon as I meet a guy, whether he'll waste my time or not. So that's the sp- like. <laughs> so like, I'll meet a guy and I'll be like, I can see like how much he earns, if he's emotionally available, has he got any kids, is he married? Like straight, like. I was thinking more simple, but okay, yeah. Like so. Like yes, where does he holiday? Like where does he vacation? Like yes, is he the guy for me? What does he drive? So wastem temporum or something like that. Wastem temporum. That is gonna be my spell to find out whether a guy will be a waste of my time. All right. Oh my god, you would sign up for. They have a lot of people signing up for that. Yeah. Uh, I just want to be able to go to sleep and it's instantly. Oh, wow. I don't, I can't get to sleep. You know me, I'm neurotic. Did you not notice? I am aware. That's what I like about you. So like nocturum yeah. instantum. Yeah. I don't know. We don't use it. Latin. Uh, we use Esperanto. I don't either, clearly. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> Esperanto. Our, our magic language is, is Esperanto. So. I had to say some Esperanto. I was like, what is this? Language? It's Esperanto because I didn't want to use Latin. Uh, no, it's a real language. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not that. I didn't. I did not What's craft Esperanto? my own language. Who speaks it's a made-up language. Oh, we'll talk. We'll look at the Wikipedia later. No, I didn't make it up. No, oh, no. it's from bad. the 70s, I think. Anyway, we'll In talk a way, about it. Cool. Aren't it's all languages made up? Good point. Yeah, he's, he's deep now. He's yeah. winning. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, going, we're wrapping up. Strong. Trying to redeem right. himself. Jonah. <laughs> Uh, I, I just my Monday wish was that uh, we wrap up the interview. Dang man! Okay, here's the thing: in comedy, there's it has to be a third beat. Yeah. So if I just did another they example of a Monday, yeah, they're comedians. Thing, we have to. And, yeah. We ha- yeah, that was really funny. And it, it, it circles and it was, back. Oh, I could tell because you guys didn't laugh. You oh, left no, me hanging I there. Can wrap them up. Wrap them up. No, it's good. It circles back to devastating the interviewer. Full circle. And isn't that life? I like that. Yeah. Uh, this okay. has been amazing. I did have a good time. I want the record to show <laughs> to that Joey. I had a good time. We loved you. We love uh, it. This is great. Third Eye is available exclusively on Audible beginning yeah. October 5th, 2023. However, the first chapter is available now right on now. Audible during right San Diego Comic-Con. I am joined by director Jonah Ray Rodriguez. I am joined by the creator and writer, and uh, she plays Laurel, Felicia Day, and then, oh yes, the amazing, the incomparable, the excellent, the stellar, the cosmically grand, the London Hughes who plays Sybil. Yay! You you did, you did. There we go. Went from a zero to a ten. There you go. I take back my Thanks, Aaron. And that was Felicia Day, Jonah Ray Rodriguez, and London Hughes recorded at the Den of Geek studio at San Diego Comic-Con. Their Audible series, Third Eye, debuts October 5th, 2023. But you can listen to the first chapter now at audible.com slash third eye. We've got a lot more on the way from San Diego Comic-Con. And hopefully I will sound less tired and less echoey in my hotel room studio. But until then, and even then, I'm Aaron Sagers, and this has been Talking Strange. If you have stories you'd like to share of the strange and unusual, email us at talkingstrange at denofgeek.com. Until next time, be kind, stay spooky, and keep it weird. Talking Strange is a part of the Den of Geek Network, available wherever you listen to other podcasts. If you like what we're doing, share Talking Strange with your friends and fellow spooky nerds. And please, subscribe, rate, and leave a nice review. If you have a strange or paranormal story you would like to share with us, please email talkingstrange at denofgeek.com for a chance to have it read on a future episode. For video episodes of Talking Strange, check out twitch.tv slash denofgeektv and 
youtube.com slash denofgeekus. And please follow at TalkStrangePod on Twitter and at Aaron Sagers on Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon for more paranormal pop culture content. Mm-hmm.